in its destruction of the gospel. When the stadium is packed with religiously inclined people, and Billy Graham gives the invitation to the masses to come and accept the Lord, where is his theology coming from? When preacher after preacher beckons the people to come to the altar, where are they getting their theology from? Jesus never asked for the multitudes to come forth publicly and show forth a profession of faith, check a box on a card, and go home assured of their salvation. The Bible, contrary to Graham, does not say that. One cannot decide to be regenerate on a whim, or walk down a flight of stairs towards a man calling to them to act on their own accord. The Bible says in Ephesians 2, 8, and 9, For it is by grace you have been saved, through faith, and this is not of yourselves, it is the gift of God. It is not of works, lest any man should boast. Graham has, through the years, increasingly accommodated error in order to gain greater influence. Ian Murphy, in his book Evangelicalism Divided, a record of crucial change in the years 1950 to 2000, includes two chapters describing Graham's influence on evangelicalism and demonstrating his move from a more conservative stance to a willingness to embrace proponents of error and heresy and to embrace that heresy himself. Billy Graham began as a brush salesman, and the same tactics he used to go door-to-door to sell Mrs. Smith and Mrs. Jones a brush or two, he has used for years to continue his sales pitch to the ignorant and sentimental. Yes, Billy Graham preached his last sermon. What do we say to this? We say, Amen, and thank God. This is Dr. Matthew McMahon signing off. Good night, then, until this same time next week. This Reformation audio track is a production of Stillwater's Revival Books. SWRB makes thousands of classic Reformation resources available, free and for sale, in audio, video, and printed formats. Our many free resources, as well as our complete mail-order catalog, containing thousands of classic and contemporary Puritan and Reformed books, tapes, and videos at great discounts, is on the web at www.swrb.com. We can also be reached by email at swrb at swrb.com, by phone at 780-450-3730, by fax at 780-468-1096, or by mail at 4710-37A Avenue, Edmonton, that's E-D-M-O-N-T-O-N, Alberta, abbreviated capital A, capital B, Canada, T6L3T5. You may also request a free printed catalog. And remember that John Calvin, in defending the Reformation's regulative principle of worship, or what is sometimes called the scriptural law of worship, commenting on the words of God, which I commanded them not, neither came into my heart, from his commentary on Jeremiah 7.31, writes, God here cuts off from men every occasion for making evasions, since he condemns by this one phrase, I have not commanded them, whatever the Jews devised. There is then no other argument needed to condemn superstitions than that they are not commanded by God. For when men allow themselves to worship God according to their own fancies, and attend not to his commands, they pervert true religion. And if this principle was adopted by the Papists, all those fictitious modes of worship in which they absurdly exercise themselves 
would fall to the ground. It is indeed a horrible thing for the papists to seek to discharge their duties towards God by performing their own superstitions. There is an immense number of them, as it is well known, and as it manifestly appears. Were they to admit this principle, that we cannot rightly worship God except by obeying his word, they would be delivered from their deep abyss of error. The prophet's words, then, are very important. When he says that God had commanded no such thing, and that it never came to his mind, as though he had said that men assume too much wisdom when they devise what he never required, nay, what he never knew.